to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashana Dixon. And today we are going to be talking about the Legacy Builder Basics. And these are really the key financial, what would you call it? Not principles, but key foundational elements. Necessities. Necessities. I like that a lot. That we believe people need to have in place before they start to build their empire, truly. Yeah. So this really came from a place we, we talked to you about before about us kind of writing this as, as we've been working through some things. But it's really about understanding kind of how you build security, mm-hmm. like what it means to truly be. I know people call it different stable a lot of times. And I think it's important to mention this. When I was growing up, I equated uh, salary to stability. And so mm-hmm. I didn't understand that, although I made X dollars, if I didn't have an emergency fund for a certain amount of time that I wasn't stable, that I was just living paycheck to paycheck and missing a paycheck or having something pop up could devastate me. And and so it's really about understanding really how to become stable. Right, right. And this, I think it's important to note, like we talk a lot about money. (laughs) We talk a lot about finances here, but these are, you know, the things we think you need to put in place First, before you can have like true financial freedom, like this is a huge component of being able to get to that place. I'd agree. I'd agree. And a lot of these you'll find that are factual and and there's a lot of reasons behind um, some of the reasons. And we'll get into that as we as we talk through them. But there's a lot of reasons to why it's important. And and so we're going to kind of talk through those and give some some background behind why the Key elements are important. Right. So there are a total of four of these legacy builder basics. And so the first of which is our asset protection. And we think that there are three essential policies within kind of your asset protection framework that need to be addressed immediately so if you haven't done this so let already. me just tell you in layman's term this is insurance <laughs> so yes. I know a lot of people think about oh this is extra and and I don't really have it or I can't I can't make this happen or this is just an extra bill but it is so 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 critical that you have this in place the first one being really medical insurance right and and you can say what you want oh, I don't get sick I'm okay but statistics actually show <laughs> that the number one reason for bankruptcy are medical bills mm-hmm. and, and it's that this is a time where things just pop up right, and when right. you're experiencing this medical whatever you can't control it. And a lot of times it takes you out of being able to produce an income right, to really account right. for that. And, and so it is very important. No one is Superman. No one is invincible. Right, <laughs> Something right. can happen to you, whether you're safe or if you take precautions, right. something will eventually happen. Yeah, no, that's a huge one. And for that reason you mentioned. And so the next one we have is like a car insurance house insurance, home insurance, sorry, or renter's insurance. Yep. And so this along the same line is is really important. And, and I, I think really for a different reason. One is that you'll notice that your car and your home 
are probably your largest assets. And that's whether you own it or rent. Uh, You, your largest bill is probably your rent. If you, you know, if you rent, Mm -hmm. but if something happens to any of those things, it would be devastating. It's not like I, I need a new shoe. You can get a shoe for 10 bucks. It's like, Something happens to your roof, that can be 10 grand. Something mm-hmm. happens to your <laughs> plumbing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, had, you had a, a car a fire, fire right? Yeah. I, I did. I had a fire. And actually, I lived in an apartment at the time and I, had, I didn't have a fire. My neighbor's house caught on fire, had nothing to do with me. Right. And it literally smoked out all of my belongings. And if I didn't have that renter's insurance, it would have been devastating to try to replace that, try to clean it, try to get to my apartment into a place where we could actually live in to live in it again. Right. Right. So it is super, super important. Mm -hmm. And it's really because when things hit you in your car or in your home, Mm -hmm. it is super expensive to account for. And insurance is always worth it there. Yep. And then the other one that we love to talk about is about life insurance. And so there are many different types of life insurance, but we primarily I talk about term life insurance because of the value that you get from that. Um, Usually you can get policies that are, you know, within the 10, 20, $30 range that would cover you for about 20 years. And you can get coverage of the hundreds of thousands. And so in the building blocks, we talk specifically about term because this is really what's the minimum you need to be able to protect yourself. And so in in that term, term insurance is the one that we, we point to. Yeah. And I just want to say two things, right? Like specifically with life insurance, people cannot afford to die these days. Like our financial planning and acumen and all that right now is actually just devastating because people literally cannot afford to die. So that's really why we included this here as essential. And I think You're right. My other point is that like there are other asset protection precautions, like other insurances that you could have in place. But here we believe it's just a starting point. Yep. Yep. No good. And and so that's really to sum up what we call our asset protection. Yep. Yep. And so the second piece of really the builder basics are, is our concept around like your living expenses and so we've had some heated you debates. You guys have heard us with this, but, but this one holds true. Yeah, we've had some heated debates about budgeting and whatnot. But I think we can both agree here on really the importance of life hacking and keeping your expenses to less than 50% of your monthly income. Yeah. So, so the key here is keep your expenses low. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to point out to you guys, I, we mentioned this before, but when I was growing up, nobody told me how much of my income I should spend. And therefore right. I thought that I could spend it all. <laughs> um, and, and there are a lot of people who actually <laughs> believe that people yeah. we know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so the point here is that you do what it takes to keep your expenses at uh, 50% of your income. And that's because there are so many other things that are, that you have to take care of that you need to consider for your money. And so, so we actually, the building block here is, is to keep your expenses that low, but that you can do things to offset what would normally be really expensive. Um, just to kind of give an example, roommates, you know, house sharing, that you don't necessarily need a full living space for yourself, that you can split that and split the expense with someone else, all in an effort to get that, you know, income aligned and your expenses aligned to that 50% rule. 
Right. No, that's a great example. I definitely would agree. So I think the thing that usually trips people up about, so I've heard so many rules like 10, 10, 80, 10, 20, 70, like so many different combinations of like what you should, how you should break down the percentages of your budget. I've heard a lot, but we're just keeping it as simple as 50% on living expenses. But I'm curious though, like we weren't as explicit as what to do with the other 50%. And so yeah, let's dive let's dive into that. What if people have a question about that other 50%? Yeah, so well, I, I kind of want to go back to this is the building blocks. And, and so what you're going to find is that we're trying to set you up to be capable of going to that next level, which is really surpassing being stable. Mm-hmm. And, and so in order to do that, we have found that when you're really focused on just paying your bills and, and meeting that requirement, that it takes you away from the mindset of really growth and, and, and exponential change. And so this is all about setting yourself up both financially and mentally to move on to what is our next step. Right. Um, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to what to do with the other 50%, <laughs> but we, I want to remind you that this is all about the building blocks of how right. to really tee off to get to that next step. Right. So that's half the conversation that we will revisit in a moment. The other half is just really honing in on that life hacking And the reason we want you to focus on your expenses is because in many cases, the way we are expending our money is not in alignment with our purpose, as we have been talking about on, you know, in past episodes. And so really thinking about the purpose of each of our expenses and whether or not they are serving you to get that 50 percent. So that's I mean, that's all I'm going to say there. (laughs) So moving on to the next building block, we have being debt free. And so this is a huge one. This is a huge one because some of our gurus have differing opinions on this one. And we're about to tell you ours. (laughs) Right. So we had to put a stake in the ground on this one. And so for us, really debt can be used as a tool in our mind, but it can also take you down. And so we really recognize that and our, you know, thinking around this is about our ability to out earn the interest of any debt that we're carrying. So would you add anything to that? I would say that the listeners probably have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) What? (laughs) So what Tanisha is saying is that not all debt is bad. So you've heard people like Dave Ramsey say, no debt, no debt, no debt, no debt. We're acknowledging that debt is and can be a tool. Mm-hmm. It can also be something that, that what Tanisha said, drags you down. And so in cases, and our, and our rule is that in cases that your debt out earns your interest or your, your cost of that debt, it's okay to have. Right. Right, So to kind of give you an example, I took out a loan to get a trailer for a business and that loan actually had a zero percent interest for 12 months. So I decided that I was going to take that loan out and pay them back before 12 months. And the return on the business is actually like pretty good. So it's better than zero. So that's an okay debt for me to have. Mm -hmm. But it's not okay for me to have a credit card that is charging me. 17, 29%. And I bought clothes with it or food that earns me nothing. Right. So that's really our rule in just acknowledging that, yes, if debt, if you're actively using debt as a tool to make you money and that you are making money on that, 
Right. It's acceptable. But if you're using debt and it's not making you money, get rid of it. Exactly. It's not serving you. And yeah, you need to chuck the deuces on that one. And so really in a lot of the things that we plan to do, like that are a part of our financial plans, it's we're leveraging debt to make us more money. And that is what we teach as a financial principle in our children's book series as well, yep. as we want our kids to think about that stuff too. And last one. Yeah, so the last one, I probably this is my favorite. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> She's like, I'm a master this. I'm good with this. <laughs> no, I'm not a master at it, but I think, you know, I think it's a simple one that a lot of people have heard, so it might be easier to grasp. So the last one is really about an emergency fund. And I think also why it's my favorite is because it gives me the most comfort. Yes, <laughs> the it most does. the right, the most and a lot security. Of people feel this way. Right. Um, like a lot of people seeing zeros in their bank account makes them feel better. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like, you know, I can miss a day of work and it's good. <laughs> but no, honestly, so our theory around the emergency fund is really to have a three to six month. When we say emergency fund, we mean living expenses. So three to six months worth of living expenses set aside. And I kept pushing to Shonda on this because I really do believe it should be 12 months at a minimum. But I realized like three to six months is where you should start. (laughs) Well, so I'm going to say why I disagree and why I got here. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that everyone's. Um, incomes and, and whatnot are different. Um, I've actually gotten to a point in my life now that I have more sources of income than I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, so the likelihood of me losing out on all of my income streams right, right. is very unlikely. <laughs> right. And so I have a little less risk there. And then why three to six months too is because typically you can get back on your feet. The, the average... Right. Well, let's say for the average high earner, so someone making a hundred thousand or or above, right. it generally takes them about they say about four to five months to find new employment, mm-hmm. and then it's someone with smaller incomes. It generally takes, I think they said, six to eight weeks to right, find employment, right. and, and so I just don't believe that there is a huge reason to have a ton of cash. Right. Um. Right. But if you are, and, and I'm going to use this as a caveat, if you are self-employed or you have a business, I do believe that those numbers should be higher because your business tumbling or, or having an unexpected expense or things that are more dependent on you, it's more right. important for you versus being like a wage earner where you can go and get a replacement and we kind of know how long that replacement cost right. is. And I mean, and let me be clear. I do think that all of the scenarios that could come up in an emergency, no matter who you are, is probably a six month turnaround. However, I know once you actually have to tap into your emergency fund, yeah. it feels very uncomfortable for that I, to be. I, I like the uncomfortable. <laughs> like, for, for me, yeah, I'm a person who works people. well under pressure. Under pressure, and yeah. so. <laughs> Because I'm like, that thing's starting to get to zero. So that's that's one of the reasons. But the other reason I like to have 12 months is because I believe that like a, a key part of this is that the money is liquid. So it's easily accessible. So if there is an opportunity that pops up, you now have a buffer above and beyond your six months. Yep where you could take advantage of an opportunity, you know, say buy a business or something so else. So you're really saying that it's six months and you can just have <laughs> some, some play money. Is what you're hey, saying. hey, call it what you want. <laughs> call it what you want, lady. <laughs> but but it's, it's all about understanding that things can and will happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, 
right now, everybody has to acknowledge Mm -hmm. something is going to happen in your life. Right. It's better for you not to ignore it. Right. (laughs) It's just the elephant in the room. Prepare for it. Prepare for it. And, And I really want to make sure we are clear here. This means liquid money. Like when I think about the beginning of coronavirus and people who had their quote unquote emergency funds in stocks. That's not an emergency fund. Like that is not an emergency fund, people. <laughs> like I, I really think people confuse that. Like you think because you have a retirement fund. That's not an emergency uh, like fund. That's, no. that's not people. And, and we'll, not. we'll get into that when we talk more about wealth and, and investment yeah. strategies and things like that. But the, but the point here is, is, and I know for some of you, I am a huge spender, guys. I just like, I don't even spend it on myself. I just spend. <laughs> um, but, but what I do personally is I put my emergency fund in like an online bank and I don't have any debit cards or anything to it. Tanisha laughs at me sometimes because I have had to. She needs to borrow a dollar <laughs> and two cents. I <laughs> like, it's going to be here tomorrow. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Can I get but, 30 cents? <laughs> I'll be like, girl. But it, but it takes, so if you guys haven't caught on, it takes 24 hours to get to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I do that, by the way, as a protection measure for myself because I know I'm a spender. So if I make it harder for me to get to. So you're, what you're saying is I need to start telling you no. <laughs> Probably. Because I'm enabling you. <laughs> hmm. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. I didn't ask you for $10 in about a month. It's been a while. It's been <laughs> definitely been a while. So, yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. So, those, I know we kind of laughed through those. But those are truly, truly the items we believe that are critically important to set a strong foundation so that you can thrive financially as well as, you know, in your career, whether that's a job or you know, just whatever it means to pursue your purpose fully. Yeah. And this will give you peace of mind. Yes. Uh, yes. It is a completely different feeling. Game changer. Um, And we don't realize sometimes, but the financial strains that you are going through restricts you. It restricts your vision. It restricts your decisions, right? right. About taking on opportunity. We talk about embracing opportunities, taking risks. When you are financially strapped it prohibits you from from taking on some opportunities that may be great for you dims your light Mm (laughs) y'all so to run them back Mm -hmm. again it's asset protection which consists of three separate protections medical car homeowners insurance term life insurance two is keeping expenses below 50 percent and doing life hacking and things like that to make sure that happens three optimizing debt, only using debt when your returns are greater than the cost of borrowing the money. And the last one is maintaining a three to six month emergency fund that is liquid that you can get to. Mm -hmm. Amen, y'all. So let us know what you think about those. We would love to hear your ideas, feedback. If you want to try to get on this journey of knocking out your building blocks, we want to hear about it. So until next time, folks, I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashana Dixon. And and we we are Black Girl Fly. Fly.